All right. So my name is Molly Chanel, and I'm the Public Services Librarian at the Emporia Public Library. And today is September 16th, 2020. So if you could say your name. My name is Adam Hines. Um, I live and work here in Emporia, and I'm the owner of AO Key and Lock. Um, I have two little kids uh, that go to Walnut, a kindergartner and a third grader. Thank you so much. And thank you for being here today. Thank you. So Adam, when did you first hear about the coronavirus? It was either late 2019 or the early part of 2020. Uh, so December or January, um, that's when things were still not, not really in the United States, but I guess knowing later facts that it probably was here sooner than, than we all expected or we were all told. And what was your uh, reaction uh, when you first started to hear about that? Um, it was a little concerning because, I mean, there was, um, you know, there was you know, deaths in, you know, outside of the United States that, you know, something that was, you know, not, not known what was going on. I mean, it wasn't due to like an explosion or a chemical or, or anything like that, that, that we'd heard about, and, you know, it was some virus, but I mean, there's been a lot of viruses. I mean, you can go through the last 15, 20 years. I mean, there was Ebola and SARS and swine flu and bird flu and you know you know and, and the flu here kills x amount of number of people every year so i mean there's there's always it seems like there's always some kind of flu or 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 something going around and and we're kind of central so uh some other people that i've talked with have said that oh they considered it to be like a, a big city problem uh, yeah a big city problem and you know and and eventually it was going to get here. I mean, people travel. I mean, it's going to hit the coasts and then move inward. You know, that's definitely something that that did concern me. I mean, but but the fact that we're smaller, you know, but we're still on a major, major highway through the middle of the United States. Uh, in about mid-March, uh, when things like the school shut down and the some of the shops and the restaurants, did you have to close your business for a while? No, um, I didn't. Um, I was still, I had a lot of contract work uh, that I was doing. Now, we weren't able to do some of the school work uh, because they didn't close those down for cleaning and didn't want extra people in there. You know, but I do a lot of subcontract work uh, and direct billing for the school district and other school districts. So, I mean, and there was also, you know, there's still people locking themselves out of their houses, their cars, losing keys to cars, you know, businesses that need to be maintained. So, you know, I, I still stayed, I still stayed fairly busy. Um, did you have to change any of the ways that you went about uh, working? Um, did you have to take extra precautions or anything? Um, I did for myself. I mean, I started wearing a mask more into people's homes. I was always, it was always weird going into some people's homes due to, you know, cleanliness and things like that. You know, but I made sure that if I, I felt extra worried that you know I would wear gloves but I, I mean you know I'm pretty good about washing my hands anyway but you know just washing them more often keeping the sanitizer in the truck and things like that I would wipe down my steering wheel and things like that. When did when did the pandemic um, start to affect uh, like your personal life your daily life? Uh, probably in April when I when I had to take off my days with with the kids I thought I could stay home with both kids, you know, a, a five-year-old and an eight-year-old and be able to get 
some paperwork and stuff done and billing and and that yeah that that um, that wasn't the case that wasn't the case which made me then have to work longer hours on days that I didn't have the kids so that's when it probably started first to affect me and of course they were out for the rest of the the school year and through the summer so that's been almost six months probably that you've had to do that right and then starting in May I believe Christian was able to open their doors for the summer program they, they opened it early so my kids were in there for May through most of August they had a couple of you know things that happened there I mean just like I'm sure you know a lot of other places had things that that happened um, but for the most part they were there uh, which did affect you know monetarily wise I mean because it's it wasn't cheap to have you know full-time child care but you know, somebody that is self-employed that, that only works, you know, not necessarily only works, but uh, I'm only getting paid when I'm working. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not, I don't have PTO. I don't have vacation days. I mean, so it kind of, you know, I had to, I had to weigh the opportunity cost of sending my kids somewhere versus me staying home and, and not being able to make, make do with what, you know, what I'm making. My ex-wife works full time too. Uh, she's, uh, she's an RN, she does home health care. Um, and at one point she had a scare. So I had the kids for two weeks while she did her quarantine. Uh, thank goodness, nothing, nothing came of that. And my mom, you know, the kids' grandma has been a real asset to us. You know, she's 71. She's been the only real grandparent contact throughout this whole deal. The kids have seen my ex's parents. Uh, we've seen my parents, uh, my dad and stepmom, a couple of times, but it's been outside and everybody's worn a mask. Uh, no hugs and kisses. Uh, my grand, my mom is, you know, she takes the hugs and kisses, and it's, you know, um, like I said, she's just been a very huge asset to us, and not just now. She's always been that, ever since before the kids were even born. With with school starting back up. Is, are you encountering the same sort of challenges or are there different ones? Same sort of challenges. Uh, with Rec Extra not being available, we ended up finding somebody that at, at church that would watch our kids that lives uh, a couple blocks over from school. She's homeschooling, but she's willing to take our kids after school. That puzzled me a little bit. I'm just like, well, you chose to homeschool, which you're okay with our kids that have been at school all day long doing that in my mind and I told other people that you know I give it two weeks to a month max before something happened right. and, and there at Walnut we got six and a half days in before something happened my daughter actually has to be home for two weeks she fell asleep in class and had a tummy ache so her mom picked her up on Thursday afternoon as soon as she went home and went to the bathroom she felt better um, we did not have a rapid test on her, done on her. Uh, we wanted to wait till over the weekend. I think the uh, health department was trying to get numbers and they were waiving costs of that uh, for Walnut students, which is an amazing thing to do. I think that's a great thing. But after nothing happened over the weekend and still, even if we had gotten her tested, mm -hmm. uh, she still would have had to wait 10 days to go back to school versus the 14 days so I was just like you know whatever just we're just going to err on the side of precaution 
I have taken extra precautions and, you know, um, I'm always wearing a mask anytime I'm out of my van, not just when I think I need to. I mean, I was doing that going into businesses and stores and whatever to begin, you know, before that anyway. So, you know, uh, but like I said, I just, it's, it's been a little rough, especially with two working parents. And this is in March is when our divorce was actually finalized. So it was right before all of this, this long spring break for the kids. Like I said, so it, it has been, it has been a little difficult. You, you had to go through a lot of pretty big changes pretty quickly. Was there anything that changed slowly over time? I'm not, I can't really think right now. I mean, but it's just, you know, the, the, the back and forth with, with childcare has probably been the biggest thing. Mm -hmm. um, it, you know, it, it, all the uncertainty going back and forth and things like that and who's going to watch and, and, is it safe for my mom to be coming down? I mean, it, you know, those are really hard things for you know me to think about. I mean, right. It's the risk versus what you have to do to, to get by. Right. And being, like I said, being a, a, a sole, sole business owner, you know, running my own, you know, being self-employed, you know, my mom doesn't want me to have to turn things down and, you know, and then I, I just, I worry about, I worry about her too. So, and that's a, that's a real big thing. Do you have employees? Oh, it's just me. So like I said, that's what I was kind of hoping during April, I'd be able to catch up on some of my billing and, and some of the things like that, getting stuff entered in for taxes. And, you know, it, it's a struggle. It's not, not always a struggle for being self-employed, getting the work done. It's a sell, it's the time of getting everything entered in and paperwork and taxes and, and all these other parts of that. Do you think that we'll get back to what we consider to be normal? And if so, when do you think that might happen? The way it's looking right now, I honestly can't say even when I think that we might be getting back to normal. I mean, I, I probably envision, you know, the way we are right now for at least another six months minimum, you know, probably more like a year, which kind of sucks, you know, and, and I hate for my daughter, this is her, you know, kindergarten year going through all this. So I don't, I don't know if, uh, I sure hope we can get back to a so-called normal and we don't have to do this new normal for a long time, but you know, numbers keep going up and, you know, I do understand that this is, you know, just like every year, I mean, we do have a flu, mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and we do lose lives during that, you know, I guess I never really thought about it as much as everybody is now. And, and I don't really know what numbers to really look at and trust. You know, I know that I try to do my own, my, my part and my family's and my kids' part to do what I think is right for the community and as a whole. But there's, I mean, I, there's only so much that we can do. And there, you know, with all those safeguards in place, I mean, there still are scares that happen. And, and like this whole thing at Walnut, I think a little of that was, blown out of proportion very fast and some things might have been said at school that were a little off I think especially when I have a third grader too and he wasn't asked to quarantine along with his sister and it was fine for him to go back to school but it wasn't fine for his sister even though they've been in the same house and all this and she can't even go back after this this week off uh, because she was one of the original kids 
that might have been exposed to this. So I don't know. I mean, and there's no real set guidelines, and I feel like we don't have a real set plan. And I feel like a lot of us are just even, you know, businesses and school districts and counties and cities and states and the United States as a whole. I mean, we're, I feel like we're all, everybody's just kind of winging it. But like I said, I'm, I'm trying to wing it along the rest of them and, and do what I feel is my responsibility for, like I said, myself, my kids and, you know, our community. Right. You do the best you can. It does sound like there might be some, some scrambling um, with this school, but I don't, I don't even know all of the considerations that they'd have to go through to try to figure out how to handle that. Right. And I, I don't know if there's any uh, talk between school districts. I don't know how all that, I mean, I, I hear things on the radio that there's thousand page manuals that, you know, you're supposed to go through on, that they develop for things like this. And I'm just like, do people really read all those thousand page manuals? I mean, and how, I mean, you, and you really can't know how to, there's each one of those scenarios is not listed in there. And then you have like this gating process here in USD 253, which is not the same process that they're using in North Lyon County or South Lyon County. Uh, and we're all here in the same county. Yes, I understand you're talking bigger city versus smaller towns, but those are all our commuter towns too. So we're all interacting. You know, I just wish there was some cohesiveness, especially between the schools. Where do you normally get your news? What sources do you use? Lately, the news is so disturbing. And I, I just, I try not to watch as much news. You know, I, I'll listen to the radio you know, more than I do want to watch TV or, or CNN or, or Fox or any of that stuff. Um, uh, I don't have, I don't have cable. Um, all I have is internet. Uh, I know there are a lot of those other streaming services that have those, but like I said, I, I, I probably tend to listen more to the radio than I do anything else. Um, as far as uh, information about the pandemic specifically, do you feel like there has been not enough information or too much information um, since about maybe mid-March? At first, probably not enough. And now it just seems overwhelming. And then, it, you know, then it starts to die off and we had other things that pop up. And then it's like, who the heck do you even believe? You know, I would tend to want to want to believe it, things that came out from the CDC, but then you're like, well, then do you really, you know, uh, and all these like so-called false negatives, false positives, you know, oops, we moved the decimal point. I mean, it's just like, at this point, you know, and I, and I believe our numbers here in, in Lyon County are probably accurate, but I mean, it just feels like some of these other places maybe are, are out of proportion, but I don't know. There's not a, I don't feel that there's a good news source. A lot of people are kind of looking at multiple ones and trying to find the common ground because there is a lot out there and, and a lot of it doesn't um, agree with one another. And definitely not Facebook. Definitely not Facebook. All these things that, oh, this was deemed to be totally false or partially false or or missing information and things like that. It is just like, yeah, that's just gotta love the gotta love that. What are some of the changes that you think might stick around after 
hopefully we have ridden out the worst of the pandemic. I hope better hygiene and, and things like that. I mean, uh, that's something that we should have all been doing previously. And, you know, maybe wearing masks in the doctor's office might not be a bad idea for everyone. I mean, because, you know, doctor's offices and hospitals and whatnot, I mean, everybody might benefit from that. You know, I the only other thing is, I mean, it just felt like, you know, when I was a kid, I mean, you ate dirt and played it around, and, you know, all this other stuff. And now we're trying to kill all these germs, but some of these germs are, are, I guess, you know, healthy germs. I don't know. I mean, not, I don't know if they're necessarily healthy germs, but I mean, it just feels like, you know, we're taking all away all of our natural immunities and things with, with all this stuff that we're doing. I mean, and all these chemicals can't be great for us. Um, I laughed at a meme that, you know, in, it said in 2040, there's going to be, you know, one of these, you know, group lawsuits, you know, have you suffered from blah, 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 from bleach and pine saw and, you know, hand sanitizer and all this other stuff. You know, it's, it's funny, but it's not. I mean, I totally see that happening with all these, you know, big multi-corporation lawsuits. I mean, like I said, it's funny, but it's not. Right, like the ones people people joke about, too, the ones for like mesothelioma um, that play on the TV all the time, but right. it's the same kind of thing. Yeah, or baby powder or Johnson and, yeah, Johnson and Johnson baby powder and things like that. I mean, those are, I, I guess, I mean, I guess those are real actual things. And I mean, I, I'm sure they are. I, so, I mean, I know those things are, but I mean, it's, you know, how's this all going to look? Right. We're reacting in the moment, but what what effects are these going to have down the road? Right. You know, and I've seen some of these chemicals damaging hardware, like like commercial hardware on businesses because they clean too much or they clean with the wrong thing. And then you're touching that. I mean, you know, I don't, I mean, this stuff is supposed to be commercial rated stuff. The finish is supposed to be, you know, good on these things. And, and what are the, all these things that we're putting on? And then around in turn touching and hopefully not putting in our eyes and mouth and hands, but I mean, you're not, it happens. I mean, you can't be hundred percent safe all the time. I mean, you're going to touch something and put it in your face. You're going to touch something and you know, it, it's ha it happens, you know, and, and people wearing these dirty gloves all over the place and then throwing away all these disposable masks and gloves. I mean, we've doubled, tripled, quadrupled the amount of waste that we're, that we're doing with all these things. It's hard to find a solution that, that doesn't make everything worse in the long run. I think um, there's a lot of people that are concerned about like the disposable mask waste and stuff. Right. I mean, and I, you know, you've seen, I've seen memes on, you know, people, those gloves blowing around on in parks and I see it all over here too, you know, um, gloves not in the trash cans, or if they were, they blew out. Um, I mean, it's just added cost, added product, added waste. Uh, I'm not saying they're not good, uh, and I'm not saying that it might not help to protect us, but, you know, and then you see these people, their gloves are just disgusting. How has the pandemic affected your relationship with your family and your friends? There are certain family members that, you know, like, grandparents that you know we haven't seen as much we definitely don't get together and do big family dinners like we used to 
I don't like that because I'm I I like big families. I like hugging. I like you know I'm a very affectionate person. I mean you know and even on some job sites I've been on. I mean you know I've given random strangers hugs because you can just tell you know and you know and it's, it's the type of person I am and it, it's the type of community that we live in too. You know we're here for each other. You know what do you need? What can I do? This is what I can do for you. I have this is this is the time I have available or if I can't. I might know somebody who can. So I mean, it really, and you just you just see now all these dirty looks with people, and you know allergies, and, and, and you know tickling your throat, or or smoker. I mean, you just get all these dirty looks, and I'm just like, this is not the community that we were that that I want us to to be in. This is not the way I want our community to be acting. It's just difficult. How well do you think our community as a whole has handled the pandemic? I think we all have our ups and downs. I mean, when we had the lockdown, I mean, I think that was really difficult on us, uh, socially, emotionally, and, and and I hate to say it, financially too, for you know a multitude of reasons. But I think we handled that. Uh, I think I think it was a waste. Now, the way everything has looked, maybe not necessarily a waste, but I don't think it benefited as much as, as we would have all hoped to have to have had that happen. But as a whole, I mean, um, I think I think a lot of places have come together to help those that have that are struggling with it. Um, there's lots of food banks out now, and lots of you know, food pantries. There's been some some other assistance and stuff like that. So I mean, I think as a whole, I think we've done probably better than than other places. Do you think the pandemic has had an impact on your mental health? I can't imagine that it hasn't. <laughs> I can't imagine that it hasn't for a lot of people for a lot of reasons. At the time that it that it all happened, uh, for me, it was right after our divorce was final. Uh, shortly after there, I hit 40. I'm still relatively new in this area. I've only been in, in business here for three years, you know, but I've been doing this for 25. So I mean, it's still it was still kind of kind of new, and there was a lot of things going on. So it didn't uh, it didn't help. It didn't. It doesn't necessarily. Didn't definitely did not help to where I was at. A lot of these changes have been really rough for a lot of people. Do you have you seen anything positive come about uh, because of what we've had to do to react to the pandemic? I'm hoping the you know the better hygiene and things like that, and people need more aware of what they're doing in their surroundings. I think those are positives. I don't know. That, that's I don't see a whole lot of positives, but yeah, just being more aware and maybe uh, preparing more and, and you know, for times that that might be a little tougher for people. And maybe we'll see stuff come out in the future, um, but it's hard to it's hard to think about that when you're still in the middle of it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Is there anything else that you want to talk about or touch on before we wrap up? No, um, I mean, I, I, I do thank our school systems for doing, you know, some of the extra things that they're doing around here. I mean, I, I do see those benefits with what they've had to work with and, and what our community has had to work with. I do think we, I think we've reacted fairly well, you know, and, and I still love being here in Emporia. I mean, this is where, this is where I chose, you know, I bounced back and forth between Kansas City and Wichita, and I don't necessarily think I want to be in either one of those towns. I like 
Um, I like the smaller living, smaller town living. This is why we wanted our kids to be here. I've got family here in town, so I mean, I wanted them to be closer to family here, even though grandparents are still in Kansas City. Like I said, I think as a whole, I think we've done a very, a very respectable job trying to keep our community safe. And you know, like I said, it has had negative impacts on places and businesses and and things like that. And I know that's difficult. You know, I don't think we're as hard hit as some of the other cities where, you know, some of the rest, like even bigger restaurants are closing down. It's sad, but I'm glad that we are supporting our local businesses too around here and those that need, you know, that support. It has been nice to see uh, some of the businesses that, that are local that have been able to pivot and offer curbside or delivery or carry out or whatever it might be um, and to see people getting out and still supporting them. And I know a lot of the bigger corporations, you know, they were trying to order food from different restaurants several times a week. I mean, and those are, you know, I think that's a really cool thing, you know, and I know that there was assistance for through like SBA and, and, and all these other ones for smaller loans. And I do know uh, personally some of those, you know, businesses here and outside of town you know, that, that were able to take advantage of some of those. I did not feel the need to do that. I probably could have benefited from some of that, trying to, you know, pay for, for some of my bills and stuff. But I didn't have, I, since I'm mobile only, um, I don't have, you know, brick and mortar costs of, of rent and that type of insurance. I mean, I have other, I have other, you know, I have other rents and insurances and things like that. But I didn't feel like I should take advantage of that if I really, really wasn't struggling. Not to say it's not hard being a, you know, a self-employed, sole employee of a, of a, of a business um, and still a relatively new business. Because I still have people that haven't heard of me and I've been in town for three years. Right. Uh, I don't, I don't uh, advertise in the phone book. You know, I do Facebook, Google, uh, hand out a lot of business cards, uh, word of mouth references that way, you know, and stuff that I've done from the city and the, and the school district and things like that. So like I said, I mean, it's still, it's still a little fresh for me, but, um, you know, so I didn't feel like I should, should do that when I absolutely didn't need to. Um, and when there were the other businesses that, that might, you know, that actually had more employees and things like that, that could help to offset some of the decreased service requirement or service requests or, you know, automotive repairs, and they needed to be able to still keep their employees. So, like I said, there, there were benefits from that, but I, I didn't feel like I should be taking care, should be taking those advantage of those if I, if I didn't need to. That makes sense. And I think that is something that people may not necessarily think of right away. I talked to a lady who works um, for a company that manufactures plastic parts for things and because their, uh, their demand is down uh, nationally, they haven't been able to uh, manufacture at the same level and that's caused some, some issues um, and they've had to cut back on hours for people. So I know that that's hard for a lot of people because it, it is very an, an uncertain time. Right, right. And there are still probably, I know there are still places out there that have that are still not back up to full capacity of hours wise. And they're, you know, and these people are just, you know, they're barely getting by on what they've got in, 
you know, working these hours. You know, and my heart goes out for them. And, you know, I wish there was, you know, something I could do. But, you know, uh, I'm, it's just me. And especially now doing, you know, we, we have two households, you know, uh, that is, you know, that, that's even, it's even more of a, of a stress. I hope that your business continues to to grow and that um, whatever we face going into the fall doesn't affect it. Yeah, I hope so. Um, I still have some schoolwork I'm doing that I need to get done that didn't get done this summer that, you know, just because everything hit. And so <laughs> it's difficult sometimes only being one person. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. Oh, thank you. And I appreciate you reaching out to me. And I'm glad uh, Marsha threw my name out there. <laughs>